0: Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Gordor-Kelly. I am joined, as ever, by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey! How you doing? We... Th- th- Dev, this was your choice. This was my choice. Um, I'm happy responsible to... responsible for this. I'm happy to put... I, God, I wish. I wish I was responsible you, for it. You, you've immediately started... I'm going to preview this episode for you. There, there is going to be an argument throughout <laughs> this episode. Uh, we, we watched Kung Fu Hustle, uh, a movie which I remember fondly. Uh, having, having watched, I think when it came out, when I was much younger, this is like, it's, it's like 10 years old now, which is ridiculous. More than. It's 2004. Oh, this yeah. Oh God, I'm whereas, so whereas old. I
1: had never heard of this film. I watched it for the first ah. time for this podcast and mm. I did not enjoy it. In that situation, I was, I was in a very similar place as I was to, uh, the princess bride, which I
0: never watched as a child. When you when you, when you said in the group chat that, oh, I didn't like this movie, and both of us went, what? And then you said, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things I don't get. It's like The Princess Bride, which I also don't like. And both of us went, what? what? Yeah,
1: so minute, what? I, I never watched The Princess Bride as a child. And then an adult friend of mine, to whom it meant a lot, made me watch it as an adult the first time, just completely cold. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like... There's parts of it that are, like, interesting and funny and memorable, but then there's a lot of it that I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, who cares?
0: Oh, my God. Well, Kung Fu Hustle is... remember watch,
1: like, Titan AE or some other shit that meant a lot to me as a child. (laughs) All that totally spies...
2: I'll sit here and be like, "Oh, this sucks." I don't get it. It's in so fairness, awful. I
1: did I did inflict Alex Ryder' store breaker on this podcast. So, like, people in glass houses should not throw
2: kung fu punches. Yeah, An episode I like, dipped out of midway. So.
0: <laughs> it was it it was a good film. It wasn't, but it was. Um, yes. So, Kung Fu Hustle. Um, if you if you're not familiar with uh, sort of kung fu movies as a genre, right? This was uh, sort of. Uh, the first, well, first or second, sort of like it was. It came in a wave of attempts to make those internationally uh, popular as like sort of prestige productions. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was this wave of kung fu movies and a wave of wuxia movies. So you had this that came out. You had Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You had Hero. Um, a bunch of these, yeah. uh, and I'll get into sort of the geopolitics of this later. But the gist of this is that this is. It's a co-production between Stephen Chow, who is sort of like this legend of Hong Kong comedy, mm-hmm. um, and who does a lot of like very very dense puns and wordplay and stuff in Cantonese, and uh, mainland Chinese film studios, uh, and, and and how this you know uh, pans out, we'll see. But that that's the pitch, right? Is we got the guy who is the best at comedy in Hong Kong. We gave him all of mainland China's money, and t- together we're gonna do. The Kung Fu Movie. In, in, in Cantonese, the, the actual title of this is just Kung Fu, right?
1: Really? This is the, this is the funniest guy they could This get. is the
0: funniest guy they have. This is him. Uh, He's. An, I will say this. He, Stephen Chow was never universally popular. He, uh, essentially, he popularized a form of comedy, comedy called Tao. Uh, which is like sort of slapstick nonsense, right? Um, yeah. It's very immature. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like it mm-hmm. on that basis. Mm-hmm. But a lot of Hong Kong people then and to a certain extent now really did. And he was very, very successful making movies in that kind of idiom. I'm
1: changing my mind about these protests, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, President Xi we'll, we'll, we'll Jinping, get
1: there. my country longs for good comedy. <laughs> so...
0: So, uh, we, we begin in 1940s Shanghai with a cop getting thrown through a big sign that says Crime Busters. Okay, no, we don't.
1: Okay. So, right. What we actually start with is we do get a very long tracking shot that is very impressive and that I like. But immediately, we have a great example of like one of my problems with this film, which is that as I work on film, it isn't particularly literate in how films are made. So, what we actually start with is a shot of a nameplate that says Inspector Chang, and we then pan up to see Inspector Chang behind his desk. And I, having seen a film before, I'm like, ah, okay, here's our main character. This is Inspector Chang. Cool. Great. No. I know what to expect. Eh, wrong. Inspector Chang eh, does wronger. not come back. Sorry, mate. This film no, this keeps is, this doing like this. This is a like
0: cameo. This. Yeah. this is a cameo. This is, we got the guy who you recognize from all of these Hong Kong kung fu movies of the, of the 80s. Okay, but I, I haven't seen to-
1: them, so I did not know this.
0: This is, this, is, this is a very referential movie. You're right, I should have made
2: you watch more
0: movies. <laughs> it, it, it is a very referential movie. Why is not uh, this movie made
1: for me, a white woman from Britain? That's the main <laughs> problem
0: with it. Yeah, but so we, we, we see that we're in the police station in Shanghai, and the cops are getting beaten up. They're getting uh, just absolutely humiliated yeah. by a guy... Wearing a big hat, your local your local crime boss, your local warlord from the Crocodile Gang. The long tracking shot is is really good. I cool. it's, sick. it's sick. It's nasty. Goodness, Fantastic.
2: All yeah. the cops are just like perfectly still, like it's freeze framed, and you can just hear a guy getting the
0: shit kicked out of him. And it finally, mm. yes, reveals yeah. him by throwing him through a big sign.
1: The costumes are also very cool. Yes. The,
0: the big sign, by the way, says Crime Busters, which I like. Yeah. Rules. And this is our sort of our opening theme for the first couple of scenes is. Uh, Shanghai is under the rule of, of lawless criminal gangs, mm-hmm. uh, and the authorities are powerless to stop them.
1: And these, yes. these comrades, they, they're here to de-arrest uh, the wife of the leader of the crocodile gang, so they lie under a van for ages, and then they get her out, which is awesome, sick. Mm-hmm, That's
0: right. They do. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, it's cool. I love gangsters, I love moles, I yeah. love a 1940s Shanghai gangster movie. Uh, mm-hmm. This is definitely what this is going to be, I assume. Of course. So, the crocodile gang's leader, guy in a big leather cowboy hat, busts his his girlfriend out of jail, goes outside, finds the street totally empty, and the Axe Gang make their entrance, and I fucking love, I the, love the Axe cool. Gang. This is cool. I think this is sick. Yeah, they walk
2: out, they're like, fuck, where's the car? And you see that the entire street is completely abandoned, there's just like dust blowing in the breeze, and they're like, we should go back inside, we should. <laughs> but like, the cops <laughs> slam every single yeah, building. Yeah, it's
1: like a western, it's, it's very cool.
2: And all of a sudden, you see literally thousands upon thousands of men wearing full suits with like top hats, all holding an axe, uh, blocking every
0: single egress route. Mm-hmm. It is perfect. The, the, at this point, we get into a problem of language, right? which is that none of us speak either Mandarin or Cantonese on this podcast.
1: Why right? weren't these films made in English so that I, a white <laughs> British woman, could understand <laughs>
0: Uh, As as I've mentioned before, Stephen Chow's sort of style of comedy is uh, very, very based on sort of dense Cantonese wordplay, which none of us are going to get, and the subtitles are not up to. So the joke here is the guy, the Crocodile Gang guy, is speaking very broad, sort of like northern Mandarin, and when the Axe Gang shows up, their leader, brother Sum, is speaking sort of equally broad southern Cantonese. And there's a joke which the subtitles don't even try to translate, which is, oh, while you were in there, all of your guys were out here learning Cantonese. Mm. This is the thing. I, I worry that this movie doesn't work very well in translation. Yeah, to be fair, that is quite <laughs> it's quite funny. Uh, and there, there are other Stephen Chow movies that are much, much more like this. This is, if anything, sort of the more accessible end because of the sort of geopolitical circumstances of this movie getting made. But it's still, to someone who only speaks English, you're losing most of it. And I'm having to get all of this from all of the essays and shit that I read about this. Yeah, we Um, should also, at this
2: point, reveal that you've read um, a remarkable amount of essays in preparation for this episode. I
0: I, I did, because uh, a friend of mine, a mutual of mine uh, on Twitter under the name um, uh, Nisa Yoshimi, published fortuitously an essay about this that that I read. And then I went off into, into Google Scholar and I ended up reading because everyone in the world who did like you know Asian cinema studies wrote a thesis in 2005 called Kung Fu Production for Global Consumption, the Depoliticization of Kung Fu and Stephen Chow's Kung Fu Hustle, or something like that, and I read all of them. This is, again, I <laughs> um, hope you
1: appreciate the effort that one-third of this podcast goes to.
0: I watched this on the train about an hour and a half
2: ago. Uh,
1: <laughs> I watched it having just got back from rehearsals at like 9pm at night, slightly drunk. <laughs>
2: One of us is trying so hard, and the rest is yeah. just present. And,
1: I'm just like, why isn't it about me? <laughs> why are they talking in English?
2: What's going on here?
0: So, so Brothersome, he 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 has the the guy sort of he has his leg hacked off with a thrown axe, yeah. um, and, 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 and beats him to death. Brothersome is like very slick, but has horrible teeth. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, is that. A, that's a recurring gag in this movie that people have bad teeth.
2: That's enough of that. you going to need some money out of you if you want to listen to the rest of this. I know, I know, everyone's coming to your door asking for money. Electricity, council tax, rent, podcasts. But I really do invite you to look at which of those you are most capable of living without. Oh shit, wait, no, don't do that.